0: Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite World Talk radio shows. Visit iradioblog.com.
1: The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. I usually start the show by saying "And we're broadcasting from sunny Arizona. I can't do that today because it's been raining, uh, and it's been absolutely wonderful. Rain is rare for us, and so when we have a good rainstorm, we enjoy it. I have a less than four-month-old puppy who really didn't have any idea what was going on. We do know that he does not like to get wet, and he's terrified by the thunder. I'm really a little concerned about whether he's going to turn out to be a watchdog. I have my guess that he's going to need to be protected from any kind of danger that may arise. Uh, it's It's been an interesting, wonderful morning. On the self-improvement blog today, you can read about paradigm shifts and quantum leaps as well as read an article by our today's guest called The Self Dual Nature. There's an article also on the influence of the social media on self-esteem which I thought most of you might find interesting. We're so bombarded by the social media in all its phases that it has to impact us in many many ways and self-esteem is one that's often um, a target So, you know, take a look at the self-improvement blog. It's www.theselfimprovementblog.com. You're always welcome there. You can come and stay as long as you want. Digital is a term we hear and use on a daily basis. We don't think much about it. Even if we don't understand what it is, we use the term. We have digital phones, digital TVs, digital cameras, and so on. But, you know, what do we mean when we say digital universe? or digital divine science is all about logic while spiritual or religious wisdom is primarily based on love and today we're going to talk about how to combine the two the latest science of quantum computation leads to a proposal and I find this so fascinating that the universe is a quantum computer, a giant computer, and our mind is also like a computer plugged into that one, that giant computer. If this is true, then the questions come up, can we reprogram our mind like we do a computer? Can we send unwanted files to the recycle bin? Imagine that if you could Send all of your bad memories to the trash bin. Can we delete unwanted files? What about emotions? And as I thought about it, I'm thinking, are some of our thoughts considered spam? You know, can, can we get them sent to the spam folder? Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> Today's guest is going to help us discuss these things. Hemant Gupta has spent over 30 years researching the core nature of humans and the universe, applying the principles of quantum physics to better understand emotions, God, and human spirituality. He holds a master's and Ph.D. degree in chemical engineering with a specialization in polymer science from the University of Southern California. Currently Vice President of Research and Development at a major corporation, Hammond is the author of Road to Digital Divine, Computational Nature of Mind and Matter, and Joy from Deep Within, Nature of Quantum Self. It is such a pleasure to welcome you to the Self-Improvement Show,
2: Hammond. It's pleasure is all mine, Irene. Thank you Um, for having me.
1: You know, we've got a heavy-duty subject here, and it's really wonderful to have something that makes our minds have to work a little bit uh, and and delve into things that may be a little uh, far-reach for them. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who's Hemant Gupta? Yeah.
2: Well, <laughs> it's such a broad question. I really appreciate that. And, you know, I can talk about it for hours and hours. Well, uh, we but only let me one. Yes, I know. So I'm going to talk about two most important things, uh, uh, especially what I understand at this stage of my life. The first is really an acknowledgement. Then that acknowledgement is really that my life is uh, really a series of uh, events which are co created uh, with another entity. And that uh, entity is, it became very, it has always been there, but really became very clear as I was writing these books. You know, as I, it's, it's really, I was, there was questions in my mind, and it, it would provide answers. And it didn't happen like once or twice. It happened hundreds and hundreds of times to make its presence so, so visible for me. And I described a number of stories in my book, Joy, from Deep Within as well. So, uh well, one is that acknowledgement. That's very, very critical for me. Um, the second is really that uh, everything that happened to me in my life really happened for uh, two uh, two fundamental reasons, uh, essentially, to, or, or understandings, I would say. The first was essentially to get a mental understanding, and the second was to get an experiential understanding. So uh you know I was born in India and I was a pretty smart kid as you know I was going through high school uh, I was good in math and interested in physics chemistry and all that so all of that had some sort of a purpose and uh, I I was I uh, went to engineering school college in India uh, and came here uh, did my masters and doctorate um, all of that uh, I thought was uh, essentially had the same purpose that that just essentially led me to the point that uh, that uh, I eventually came to um... so uh, essentially uh, one of the, 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 the the points is the mental understanding which I think is the best route is the science and so that's what I essentially took for that long period of time and then I got into the meditation and that period uh, was about almost 3 decades so that was really the experiential understanding of what i call as a cosmic mind so i would say that one of these are the two most uh, important things that i can think of uh, which essentially illustrate my background
1: so actually your whole life from childhood on prepared you for this kind of understanding It's interesting that you focused on science. Uh, Am I correct in saying you focused on science, but your spirituality was of the prime importance?
2: Uh, Yes. uh, uh, The events uh, just shaped everything in my life, and they happened some things were in my control some things in were not in my control but but i uh, went along and many times i didn't really understand a lot of these things. I wasn't actually very cooperative to this uh, (laughs) other... Many
1: uh, of us aren't.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) It takes a long time to really understand the nature of this. uh, You can call that algorithm. You can call that digital divine. You can call that God. You can call it divinity. You can call it anything you really like. But there is a there's something that creates along with you it's it's present it's telling you that this is what you can do and it's not and one of the critical realization that i had was that it wasn't frivolous because a lot of us believe that you know yeah it's uh, it's random and it's you know it, it's just a you know just the, the rational mind can explain that and the, and that's that's a that's a difficult one uh, for me to uh, to understand because i personally believed in that for a long time that it's all explainable at some rational level but that's uh that's one of the realization that i have currently and that really has come from you're right the giving more significance to the spiritual aspect of it
1: Let's start out, if we could, with some definitions. Um, You use digital in an interesting way. Can you define how, you know, digital as it applies to the universe for us so we know we're on the same page?
2: Uh, Yes. Uh, The digital, actually, I have not used it any new way. It is exactly the same way as it is used uh, everywhere else. Uh, The digital essentially means discrete. Discontinuous. So when we talk about uh, variables, uh, we talk about uh, discrete variables and we talk about constants. So a discrete variable can take uh, positions like 0 and 1, two-position variables, so, it's, so that's a binary a uh, binary uh, variable, logic, logical variable. And all our binary computations are based on a variable of this kind. So digital essentially means uh, a system that depends on uh, on the variable of this kind, which is discrete in nature. And digital is really one of the... the Biggest, most profound uh, in invention of the humankind period, and you can see that it's applied. Uh, uh, its applications are already there all over our digital phone, our computers, uh, all our internet, and they're just growing and growing. So it is really, really a profound concept. Now I use uh, digital in a very, very similar fashion. Um, uh, the variables that I'm talking about are the binary and the quantum. The binary variables are essentially the variables that can take the two positions zero and one, and and essentially it leads to a computation scheme which is uh, very much like what our computers use. It is uh, it, it is uh, uh, it is the kind of device that operates on the the very fundamental very simple principle which is the device could be either on or it could be off it's like our light bulbs you know we have the the on off switch which is which we can either turn on and we can turn off and that is the basic principles behind and the binary computation uh, the quantum computation is something which is also fundamentally based on a very similar principle, but not many people know about it because it is not as widely uh, recognized or understood as the binary. And that, and by recognition, I mean just the, uh, in a mainstream people, the physicists know it, uh, the, 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 the scientists know a lot about it, because the, the quantum uh, algorithm or quantum variable essentially also operates on these two discrete values, which is zero and one. But what happens, it has also one additional state of being. In that state, the variable is zero and one both at the same time. So which, oh. yeah, yeah, you, can you imagine the light switch being on and off both at the same time?
1: <laughs> actually, no, you've lost me on that. You lost, exactly. You, no. you said we well, can turn it on off. Well, I we have lost
2: most people on that. It's, a, it's actually, it's a, from a binary mind, from a binary point of view, it is very hard to understand that. But yet, the foundation of the whole universe is based on devices that can do exactly that.
1: And what is the importance of that little concept, and a little concept is rather huge, to us? What, oh, what difference oh, does it make to me as somebody who lives, eats, breathes, works on a daily basis?
2: Well, the, con- the significance is absolutely huge. Uh, the, the zero and one represent the binary or the duality. And we all know that the duality, the conflict, the concepts of uh, of either or, we are all very familiar with that. Yes. Now, when you have both zero and one, both at the same time, it becomes the unity. And the uh-huh. unity means so. It this is, is where
1: we're the getting love. the oneness concept.
2: Oneness, yes, it becomes the oneness. So the oneness is at the core of our being. The core of of the universe that we are part of so the the the, the that's where at that level the there's a com, you can combine the love and the logic because what happens to the quantum variable is once it is once you observe it it becomes a binary variable when once, once you don't observe it it stays in a quantum state it follows the quantum logic which means it is zero and one both at the same time and while it is doesn't manifest, once it manifests, it becomes zero or one, either or, or either zero or one, which leads to all the everything that we do, and the everything that we see, everything we do, all of that is mani- is is a result of that binary computation.
1: I think my mind is so boggled that it's time to take a break. This is i <laughs> with my guest Hemant Gupta saying, come back for more of this fascinating discussion. Um, we'll be right back in a moment.
0: Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at World Talk Radio. Are you looking to improve your personal or professional branding? What about your business? We've got a program that will help streamline your image management. Tune in to Marketing Matters, hosted by Yasmeen Anderson-Smith. Your business and public image is important to your customers' perceptions. And in this day and age, how you market yourself or your company can make the difference between running a successful business and shutting it down. Marketing Matters can be heard every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific on World Talk Radio Variety.
1: Hey, did you know Voice America has partnered with the KidStar Network to expand their reach through Voice America Kids? Voice America Kids will feature talk radio for kids, by kids, along with special event programming and live broadcasts. Each program is conveniently archived for on-demand listening at any time. Please check our archives for the latest events and happenings on voiceamericakids.com.
0: Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword World Talk Radio. You are tuned in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon.
1: Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. My guest today is Hemant Gupta. And we're talking about the digital universe. Uh, The conversation is a little heavy and it's really quite lovely. Hemant, tell us, um, we had a little discussion at the break about being um, quantum and binary. What does all this mean to us in terms of how we can view the universe and I guess ourselves?
2: Well, it's it's really, uh, rather, I, I would uh, I describe that in my first book, Road to Digital Divine, at fairly detailed level. But I'm going to give you a little bit of a simplified view. Uh, everything that we see in our universe is we all know matter, and we know all know energy. And the matter we know is all rooted in molecular entities. So molecules are at the core of all the matter that we see, and the molecules are essentially made up of atoms. And all the atoms are essentially made up of uh, quantum entities. So we know that these are electrons and the protons. That's that's a fairly elementary. So all of us can visualize the universe essentially is nothing but a giant colony of quantum entities. So that's the first level of realization. The second level of realization now is that okay, what are these quantum entities? the quantum entities this is where what we were talking about earlier so this giant and ent- colony of quantum entities and the quantum entities are really nothing but information points, and these information points are essentially quantum information. And the quantum in- smallest part of the quantum information is quantum bit. So each of these entities represent the quantum bits. So in in a, a sense, the whole universe is nothing but a giant entity of these quantum bits, which are interacting. Uh, and creating, doing a lot of information processing and creating all kind of events, all kind of structures, all everything that we see in the universe is as a result of these quantum entities interacting with each other.
1: And that's how you compare it to the computer because computers have bits and bytes and the same kind of
2: thing, right? Exactly, absolutely. So, so it's so architecture is very similar. So you have the... A computer is essentially interacting bits, and you can interact them through programs, memories, through all sorts of things, the folders, every all these uh, the jargon that we are quite familiar with. So the universe ultimately turns out to be a giant computing platform, which is made up of these quantum bits. So now what happens... So what we see from, uh, is essentially the matter with the shape and the form. So how are we connected to this universe? Well, so, and the uh,
1: thought that comes to me is, who's running the computer? Exactly.
2: <laughs> that is exactly right. And that comes back to the same thing that I was talking about. I started the whole show with that, that I do acknowledge. It's a personal entity. It's an entity that is running the show, and how is it running the show? It is a unified entity, because at that level, it's all one. There isn't duality that exists. The speeds are infinite. An infinite is very large number. Most people don't understand what infinity really means. We all think the speed of light is large, but the speed of light to the power of speed of light, to the power of speed of light, to the power of speed of light, you can keep on going, and you still don't reach infinity. For a physicist, infinity is a very big deal, very, very big deal. So infinity means instantaneous, which means that if I'm thinking all of the things that i am doing all the things that you are doing and everybody else doing is instantly known to that domain that is essentially at the core of of our being essentially that is the core that is what we call as the superimposed state of being so which means that all these quantum entities that form our universe they all get into a stage state where they are truly, truly unified, supreme, superimposed state of being, and that state is exactly the state where all the meditators want to go to. That is the destiny for all of them.
1: Oh, my, my mind is just <laughs> going with so many questions. Um, let's talk about meditation. Let's bring this right down to, you know, I guess, where the rubber meets the road, um, when we meditate, we really are seeking the silence. Are you telling me that um, that's what's there? Is the silence? The,
2: uh... Well, that uh, is a really you know to good ask question. The question. Well, first thing is that there is no silence there. <laughs> okay. As you know, that if you are meditating, you know that the, the, it's full of action. That, uh, there is so much activity going on at that level. So what, never... what you're silencing is what I'm, I want to focus on a little bit. What you're fin- silencing is your binary mind. And the binary mind has to be silenced so that your emotional and your cosmic mind, you can get in touch with them. So, how do we get to the emotional mind? How do we get to the cosmic mind? I can describe that a little bit. You know, how how does one understand that? So, the universe, we talked about the universe is a giant colony of quantum entities, and there is a core which is truly, truly unified. Now, what about us? We are also made up of matter and energy. So, we are also... So a colony may not be very big, but a small colony of these quantum entities. So all these quantum entities, smaller colony of quantum entities, interacting with this giant colony of quantum entity at some core level. And that, from there, we rise up as the individual with the shape and the form and the boundaries with the behaviors and all of that that we call self. Ourselves. So, what really connects us? The three programs connect us. Three computational entities, you may call them, connect us to that to that digital universe. And those are the rational mind, the emotional mind, and the cosmic mind. So, the rational mind works off the, the binary principles zero and one. It actually controls our large body which means that when we want to walk, when we want to talk, we want to move large muscles, which are larger in shape, the binary mind or rational mind is extremely helpful. It, is, it, it, it dominates that kind of action. The emotional mind is the molecular mind. It's the mind made up of uh, in molecules of information, uh, or the emotional molecules. The Candice Pert is talked about a lot in her books. Uh, the molecules of emotions. Uh, Deepak Chopra has talked about the the informational circuits that arise as a result of. Uh, uh the, the 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 interaction of the informational molecules within our being and our personalities arise out of that and uh, at, and all kind of behavior patterns arise out of this emotional files that we generate all the time so so our organization so far i have described it's gone from a large classical body to a molecular level which is an emotional mind and the emotional mind eventually is interacting with the cosmic mind which actually acts at the quantum level, which is which is interacting with the rest of the universe at that level which we talked about as a quantum entities following an algorithm of quantum quantum algorithm, which is where the unity exists, unity and the dualities, that both coexist.
1: Which leads me to a question about thought. Is this why our thoughts are so powerful and create? Because they are working at a, I would assume, a cosmic level.
2: Well, the thoughts are very yes, thoughts are very very powerful. Thoughts are the primary vehicle through which the the rational mind operates so a lot of the thinking process that goes through that that's going on in our mind that's a reflection of what the what the what the rational mind which is the binary mind is thinking about so you're you're so we talked about we we're talking about silence right so you uh, so i described this uh, this information processing going from uh, binary mind, which is rational mind, to molecular mind, which is the emotional mind, to the cosmic mind, which is the quantum mind. So all this through, you have the information, thousands and thousands and actually trillions and trillions of bits and bytes of information is being exchanged all throughout, and that causes our behavior, our, uh, our personalities, and so on and so forth. So now the who gets the preference in this scheme of information processing the rational mind gets the top priority it is the it is the the most recent uh, developed uh processor and so it's it has a lot of say in what we do and what and how we behave so now that rational processor which is which has Thoughts are one of the tools that it uses to communicate with the rest of the body. That processor has to be quieted. So it's the binary processor that you can quieten. Once you quieten that processor, you are connected to the cosmic processor or the quantum processor. So you are essentially trying to understand what is going on at the core level of your being, when you're meditating. Ah, uh, with
1: that thought, I want you to hold that thought while we take a commercial break. We'll come back to it. Uh, so stay tuned. We'll be right back with more with with Hemant Gupta.
0: Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword World Talk Radio. World Talk Radio presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. are tuned in to the self-improvement show with your host dr irene Conlon. got a question for irene or her guests call into our live show at one 613 1612 that's one 613 1612 connect with irene via email our address is the self-improvement blog at gmail.com now let's get back to the self-improvement show here again is dr irene Conlon.
1: Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Hammond Gupta. We're talking about the digital universe and what that means. Before the break, we were talking about three levels of mind, the rational, the emotional, and the cosmic mind. And, and my poor mind went into all kinds of questions uh, you know, about how we deal with all of this, uh, and especially in our society where we were taught not to trust the emotions, not to honor them, Uh, and how then do we deal with three levels of mind, Hemant, Uh, can we work with them like we work with files on a computer?
2: Uh, Yes, Uh, the the information processing is going on from the core of our being, which is uh, at the quantum level. Going to the molecular level, which is where the emotions are, all the way to the rational level, which is where the rational mind operates. And the data is being produced all throughout. So there's memories involved, memories involved, and all these functions are going on, uh, within our being as well. So, uh, so we, we, we need to understand the programming. And that is that essentially interfaces between these three processors. These are all very very powerful processors, and, and if you try to ignore one of these three, any of these three processors, you will create an imbalance in in the personality. So uh, you know if if like uh, at some point uh, people were just. So fascinated by the rational processors, that they essentially thought that everything else is uh, is is is, is uh, useless, and uh, they try to ignore it. And then essentially, it will lead to the internal problems within their being, because the files, you, the files are being generated. The files, unless the files are are cleared or cleansed. You will not feel, uh, feel very good about yourself uh, from within. So, one, yeah.
1: Most of us function on the rational level. Um, you know, we're always dealing with emotions, but some of us don't deal with emotions too well. And my guess is that we're not aware of the work we're doing on a cosmic level or with cosmic mind. Is that a a true assessment or am i way off base
2: Well you're very very right on it yeah, absolutely this is uh, this is uh, uh, this is so critical because the emotional mind provides you with the communication from the cosmic mind And all you have to do is just listen to it. And there are a number of people who become really, really good at listening to the sound of silence. You may say that. Yes. Because once you silence your your binary mind, the other things start to creep in, and you you start to get the messages. It's a very, very useful communication that comes across. Now, what is the utility of that communication? Now, if you are looking to find a job, yes, you know, that communication may not help you. I mean, if you are doing something which is a highly society type, make money, do something, you know, something, uh, become a leader or things things of those kinds, I don't think that communication is going to provide you uh, incredible answers that you could write a book or do something, you know, make tons of money and, you know, become very popular. No, not not at all. But that communication is extremely healing in nature. So healing that it can actually fix you from inside, from the core of your being, you could feel good, you could feel truly content, satisfied. And then you can you you can feel that joy from deep within by just being open and honest. To that communication and hey, let's bring this right down
1: brain. way down to earth here yeah let's say uh, let's say we have a client like we're therapists, and we have a client who has this deep feeling of not being good enough and we hear that all the time in in therapy sessions I'm not good enough I, I don't measure up I don't like who I am that whole idea I'm not good enough how can we get them to Replace this program, this old program, with one that says, I'm empowered, I am good enough, I'm, I am measure up, I'm you know, on top of things. H- how do you go about changing that? Is this in meditation? Can you bring that to meditation and sit with it and let the universe do the work? How does that work?
2: Well, first thing you have to realize is that the, 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 this is. Uh, these are the files that go from rational to emotional uh, yes. to the cosmic level. These are very long files, so you, you you have to to make sure that you're able to replace the complete element of these files. It's a very very large files that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you break these files? How do you put them into strings? Which essentially get disintegrated and the way you do that there's only one way that i know of that is to access that unity if you are able to get to that point and and let these files go and interact with that unity suddenly you will find that those strings get completely disintegrated
1: now, my guess is that you're really not aware of some of these changes that are taking place, and that at some point you realize, oh, I'm, I'm not feeling that way anymore. Is that, <laughs> is that the case?
2: Absolutely. That is, you, you just, because these files are so large, it's not going to happen instantaneously. You have to repeat it, you have to do it again and again, and depending on the depth and all of that, there are now a number of variables involved but if you stay with it you can essentially put them into what i call as a recycle bin because you move from your local sphere space to the space which belongs to the universe and then that's not a your problem after that and no, that's, I, go ahead yeah this is what you know i uh, it's, you know, think, imagine, if you have, the uh, desktop computer is a great analogy. You know, I usually give that. Because the desktop computer we're so familiar with, we know the files, we know how to transfer files, we know how to move files. But the, 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 the question is that, can you imagine a desktop computer without a delete function? Oh no. So <laughs> what will happen? You will, you, uh, the functionality would not, You know, it will be so inconvenient. And so imagine, so can you imagine if we were almost like a highly sophisticated information processing system? Can you imagine us without a delete function?
1: No, we must have one. I hadn't thought about that.
2: Exactly. We do. Actually, we do. And that's the biggest problem when somebody tells you that, look, your emotions are of of no value and just focus on rational mind, you're focusing on rational mind without a delete function right there, or a cosmic mind.
1: Okay, how so, do we get to the delete key?
2: So, I mean, that's that's what I was talking about, that delete function essentially is a function which resides at the core of our being, all of our being, that the delete is, is, is essentially that quantum bit you really need to get to that unity, you really need to get to that uh, that level where all the binary essentially converts into a unity. And that unity function, that's transferring files from our rational and from emotional mind down to that unity, and it's it's essentially what breaks it down. And that's exactly what you said, Well. You know, people are not paying attention to cosmic mind, right? That's that's where the delete function is.
1: (laughs) And you get to cosmic mind, I am assuming, through deep meditation. Is there any other way to get there?
2: Well, the deep meditation is really essentially an understanding. A lot of people think that meditation is an exercise. It's really an understanding. The meditation, and, and a lot of times it is synonymous with quietening the mind. The quietening the mind is really quietening your binary mind. But ultimately, it's an understanding. If you understood it all the way, if you fully understood the whole information processing, the nature of your being, nature of yourself, nature of the universe, how you're connected, all of that, you could essentially do that very comfortably without going through exercise, what people think are exercises. So a lot of it is really understanding. It's, it's, it's uh, how, well, how well you are able to understand so you can transform yourself, change yourself, have a control over the variables that control you.
1: Um, it sounds like a really big order. Uh, can the average person, like me, get there without help? Where do you well, find the help you, to do this?
2: You do meditation, right? Yes. So meditation is one way. <laughs> so it's a very. It's it's actually it is a tall order. At the same time, it's not. It's a tall order because we have been uh, we have been uh, programmed. By our surroundings, to not to believe in a lot of these things, and if you if we did, it would be very easy. It's it's super easy, super simple stuff. But the reason we can get to it is because we believe in so many things, and when I mean so many things, so many means millions of things (laughs) we believe. Yes, that essentially take us away from it. And that's one of the problems. These are the the things after things so you have to to go through the layers of programming you've had and uh, and and go beyond that. Because this is going beyond it. If you are able to go beyond it, it's an understanding of extremely simple level.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking of my grandson who can sit he's eight. He can sit down and do anything on the computer. It's as if he and the computer are one. He knows exactly what to do. He understands anything that's digital. Uh, I have to struggle with it. I watch him and I'm thinking, it's really very simple. It's my mind that's made it so hard
2: because I didn't grow up with it. Oh, this is such a wonderful analogy that you're giving. It's, you know, when a child is, is so open to programming and it is, and, and through our, through our education process, we've been able to educate the little kid into pretty complex concepts of programming and uh, fixing some of these devices. And so on and so forth. Uh, like my son yesterday, he fixed his iPod by himself. <laughs> yes, <laughs> by looking they know at the how YouTube to do this. It, yeah, so it's like this that it's uh, these. A lot of these things come really, really easy to these kids now because we've been able to program them the, the 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 information that surrounds them, and it 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 can take their binary mind to to get these skills. What we have done to ourselves over many, many uh, decades or centuries, I would say, is that we have convinced ourselves that, that the emotional welfare, emotional well-being, is of least significance. There are other things which are more important. And that's where, that's a very fundamental belief that causes us not to to see this as a critical function that would create a lot of problems, would create an incredible amount of emotional trauma in, in our lives. And most of us are dealing with those things on a daily basis.
1: Yes, we are. And with that thought, we're going to take a, another short break. And when we come back, Hemant's going to tell you exactly how to find him on the Internet and his books on the Internet, because I know you're going to want to place an order. This is Irene Conlin with my guest Hemant Gupta saying stay tuned. We'll be right back. We're
0: making it easier to listen to the World Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hi,
1: this is Rochelle and Jeff from Travel Hub Radio with another Travel Hub tip.
0: You're late for your flight, and there is a long line at the security checkpoint. What can you do as a traveler to improve time and efficiency
2: and make your flight quickly? One idea is to take everything out of your pockets, such as sunglasses, cell phones, PDAs, pagers, and other metal and electronic objects. Put them in
0: an easily accessible pocket on your carry-on luggage. If security asks you to display or operate these items, they're right there. Plus, you won't hold up the line when you have to do the walk. A metal belt
1: buckle or a wristwatch is usually not a problem, but be aware of them and ready to remove them quickly if needed. Wear comfortable shoes that can be quickly slipped off and on if you are asked to remove them. Most of all, if the security personnel give you specific directions or ask you a question, don't argue. Just comply and cooperate. It's not personal. They're just doing their job.
2: For traveling tips and much more, make sure you tune into Travel Hub Radio or listen to the show archives and podcast right here on World Talk Radio and at TravelHubRadio.com.
0: The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1 866 613 1612. That's 1 866 613 1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlan.
1: Welcome back to the self improvement show. We're on our last leg with Dr. Hammett Gupta. Uh, he, as you know, this part is very short, so we're going to start off by asking him to tell you how you can find him on the Internet and how you can find his books. Hemant,
2: tell us that. Well, you can uh, you can visit my website, which is uh, hemantgupta.com, uh, H-E-M-A-N-T-G-U-P-T-A.com, or you could visit uh, joyfromdeepwithin.com. That's the name of, the, of one book or to roadtodigitaldivine.com and these books are available at all uh, major online uh, uh, retailers so you could be able to, or you could uh, go to my website and order from there.
1: Joy from deep within. It makes me think of a, of, um, a poem uh, of something that Rumi said The soul is is here for its own joy. Um, Wonderful thinking. It makes me want to sit down and, I guess, just bask in what you've been talking about. Bring this home to us. What does all this mean to us in terms of how we live our life? What changes um, this could make? Uh, for us, if we really could, well, we really can, if we began to access these three levels of mind?
2: Well, really the, the experience of joy is at the core of, uh, of this reality. And I would really uh, suggest that all of us should take that step to move towards finding that joy that resides in us, within us. At the and deepest what's the level starting place
1: being. for just the average Joe who gets up, goes to work, comes home, has dinner, watches TV, does the whole thing all over again tomorrow. What's the starting place
2: well, the starting place is really to give yourself uh, a quiet time. The first thing is that we're so rooted in our binary, uh, binary processor all the time, and that processor is an incredible processor, but it's been pushed to the limit. So the, give it a little break and give yourself some quiet time. Try to, to, uh, to enhance the understanding of silence within your being. Try to see what's, what's, uh, what exists at that level where you are listening to nothing, nobody, but yourself. So trying to understand to, to, and have that connection to your own being, which resides inside, at the core of your being. And, and I would say just uh, uh, deepen that type of experience over a period of time. That can go a long way in this journey.
1: What do you have to say to those people who are really afraid to be alone with their thoughts and they get involved so busily with TV and everything that can keep them from looking within, from being alone with themselves? You know, How do they get started? How do they get off that train so they can do this kind of work?
2: Well, the... Um, the- Everyone really is alone one time or the other. Yes. So that's, 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 it's not something that is, is new. It's, you know, it's a, it's a matter of priority. Do you, do you give this action a priority or that action a priority? So, and ultimately you will be confronting that entity that exists within yourself. It's a great idea to make a friend because all it's going to give you ultimately is joy. It's going to essentially provide you a better way of living. So, uh ultimately I think that the, you know it takes us a while. It everybody's on their own path. It takes their own time. Uh so uh, ultimately we have to, all have to confront with that being that resides within us. Yeah. And that's yes. So sooner we start with that the better it is.
1: Do you agree with the statement that science is now beginning to understand what the mystics have known all along?
2: I absolutely do. Although I do believe that it's still early stages for science. And so there is a, there is an incredible work that is going on which is just, con- will continue to support what mystics, the spiritual leaders, the spiritual masters have known and understood. Now it may not be exactly in the same form because the scientific inquiry is a very precise, it's relatively precise I would say inquiry, inquiry and there will be a point where both are going to meet. There will be some concepts. They will, they will be intact the way they are. They've, they've been known for, for ages. But then there will be some other concepts that may not stand exactly in the same way that they have stood over a period of time. But this is coming. This is going to evolve over a period of time.
1: Yeah, I can remember growing up thinking that the two will never, ever... Agree, but now I'm seeing more and more scientific proof of things that we thought were in the realm of religion or spirituality, um, not not couched that way, but couched as science. And I find it really exciting.
2: Well, it's like this. At one time, we used to, you know, we, we firmly believe that the earth is flat, and we know better <laughs> now, right? So it's a, it's the same process. It's an evolution of of our binary mind. The binary mind is collecting information, analyzing, understanding. And as that process continues, I think we're going to understand much better our emotions, the programming within ourselves, the nature of peace, the nature of joy, the nature of well-being, and the nature of living. What does the life really mean? To us. And that,
1: yeah, and that brings us right up to the end of our show. What's the final thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today, Hammond?
2: Well, I would like all the listeners to take that little step to understand that joy that resides within you. Be, be friend with that joy. Be
1: friends with that joy. What a lovely thought. Next week's guest is our dear friend, Dr. David Washington, who's going to be talking about Life is a Choice. So come back next week. Dr. Gupta, thank you so much for being with us. I can't tell you how much I appreciate what you had to offer us and share with us today.
2: Well, the pleasure is all mine.
1: We really enjoyed the show. We hope we can have you back again and explore these thoughts a little further. I would love to. This is Irene Conlon saying thank you for listening today, and we hope you'll join us again next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show.
0: Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time, on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit WorldTalkRadio.com.